This is the Westwards podcast, a fortnightly production of Westwards, the Western Sydney Literature Organisation. Western Sydney is located on the traditional lands of the Darug, Gunungurra and Tharawal nations, and we acknowledge and offer our respects to all Indigenous people and to their Elders past, present and emerging. Opinions and views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of the Westwards organisation. If you'd like to ask questions, offer feedback or simply learn more about what we do at Westwards, please visit westwards.com.au. All right, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Westwards podcast for today, Sunday the 10th of April 2022. My name is James Roy, I am your host today. I am a program manager at Westwards and also a writer. And today I've got a couple of small featurettes for you and a little bit of exciting news. But first of all, let's do the birthday call out. This is going to be a little bit different today because ordinarily we would take the name of, take somebody who was a creative person usually who was born on this day in history uh, or sometimes it was somebody who passed away on this day sometimes it's an event but I've got several of each today and ordinarily there'd be a quote but I don't know that there's going to be a lot to talk about in terms of quotes because for in many cases the people that I'm going to talk about are people who did great things or wrote great books or interesting works or or may, well, let's just get into it because the first one that I want to talk about isn't a person at all. It's actually, and it's not even an event. Well, it sort of is an event. Basically, it's this. It's the, the Statute of Anne, which is the first law requ- regulating copyright, came into force in Great Britain. Now, this was 312 years ago. So in the year of 1710, this came in. And look, we're not going to go into it in too much detail, except to say this. It was really the first time that a writer's rights were recognised over those of a publisher, or rather the right to their intellectual property was preserved over the rights of a publisher. Basically taking away, in simple terms, basically taking away the ability for a publisher to say, thanks for writing that, we will now have that. And it it wasn't... uh, it was probably a good thing to do. Well, I know it was a good thing to do, and here's why. Because, look, I don't, I don't want to become unpopular with any of my publishing friends, but I have noticed over the years that oftentimes writers are the last people paid. We, uh, we, the publisher gets paid, and the publicist, and the editors, and the people who, who transport the books to the bookshop, like the printers themselves, the booksellers, they, they all get paid, and the writers sit around and wait, and once every six months they get a royalty check. And it surprises people often when, one of the questions that I'm asked most often when I talk in schools is, how much money do writers make? And my answer is always, well, not as much as you would think. Uh, and then they get really surprised when I explain that 10%, generally speaking, 10% of cover price is the royalty that a writer attracts, the creator of the book attracts about 10%. So basically, the, the, the example I give is if you buy one of my books for $20, you know, not counting GST and all those things, I, I try not to overcomplicate it, but you buy one of my books for $20 and you, I, I can 
buy a can of Coke. Actually, I can't even buy a can. I used to say I could buy a can of Coke, but I can't even do that anymore because cans of Coke are more like $2.50 now, I think. Anyhow, that's not really the point I'm making. The point I'm making is that writers often have to get in line last to get paid. And without the writer, there is nothing to publish. And without the publisher, it's it has until fairly recently been very hard for writers to actually get their work out there without a publisher. That, of course, has all changed with things like ebooks and uh, self-publishing and all the rest. But actually, no, ebooks is a slightly different thing. Certainly, self-publishing and the ability to have your voice heard on the internet through well, any number of different platforms. But uh, the ebook thing is a little bit different. The the royalty on an ebook is not ten percent for the most part anymore. It's more like 30% or thereabouts these days to compensate for a whole bunch of uh, lower ex- expenses in terms of the production of the of the book and so on. But anyway, that, that's, that's a longer conversation for another time. But the point I'm making is that writers are oftentimes last in the queue and that's just the way it is. That's the way it's always been and it will probably be the, the way it always is. And we, we, we expect, we expect it, we accept it. But what's so important about something like the Anne Statute, which was the, I'll, I'll just read what it is, the Copyright Act of 1710 was an act of Parliament of Great Britain passed in 1710, which was the first statute to provide for copyright regulated by the government and courts rather than by private parties. And in, in basic terms, as I say, it really took the power away from the publisher and gave it back to the writer, which I think is a good thing. Because I think that if you are going to go to the trouble of creating something, it's important that we maintain some control over that, over our own intellectual property. And of course, being published is a team effort. It is something that lots of people contribute to. And I often make the point when people talk about self-publishing, I will say, I don't, I don't really care who you are. Everybody who, does, who self-publishes something, even if they are a professional editor themselves, probably should get it looked at by somebody else simply because there's something about getting too close to your own work that means that you lose objectivity. Uh, but but in basic terms, look, I think anything that keeps the power at part in the hands of the writer as much as the publisher is a good thing because uh, it keeps everyone honest. And I think the, the publishing world would be a very different place if it were not for for copyright law. All right, so that's the first thing. The first thing that the first first thing that happened on this day, uh, three hundred and twelve years ago, was that. So that's good. Now there's something else that happened around on this day in history, and somebody that was born, and that person was Anne Lamott. Anybody who has spend any time working on creative writing at, at any any level deeper than just a, a fairly basic uh, level will have heard of Anne Lamott. And if they haven't heard of Anne Lamott, they will have heard of her book, Bird by Bird. Anne Lamott has described the, why she writes in this way, and I quote, I try to write the books I would love to come upon that are honest, concerned with real lives, human hearts, spiritual transformation, families, secrets, wonder, craziness, and that can make me laugh. When I'm reading a book like this, I feel rich and profoundly relieved to be in the presence of someone who will share the truth with me and throw the lights on a little. And I try to write these kinds of books. Books for me are medicine. 
Now, I did say I wasn't going to come up with a quote, and I think I just did. So if you can just ignore that for a moment. I, I really wanted to talk about her book, Bird by Bird. And this is a book that I have read and and I really enjoy, but it's also a philosophy that I think can be very helpful. And here's where it comes from. The the term bird for, or the, the name Bird by Bird came from, I think it was her her little brother was supposed to be working on a, uh, a project about, American birds and it was due on a particular date and he forgot that he was supposed to be doing it and remembered very very shortly before it was due I think that it was due at the end of the weekend or in a week or something like that and he just lost it he, he just kind of oh my god I can't I can't do this how am I going to do this I, I was supposed to do, be doing this all term and I've left myself with no time to do it oh my gosh this is going to be I can't do it I can't do it which is, I think, somewhere that we've all been as writers is we, you know, I, I can't do this. And if, you, if you've done it lots of times before, then you can kind of find some kind of uh, confidence in the fact you have done it before. But there are still those moments, even for the most seasoned writer, where you go, I can't do this. I, I, I don't know why I ever thought I could. And so her little brother said this, and I can't do it. And her father said to her, said to her brother, all you can do, son, is take it bird by bird. Just take it bird by bird. In other words, just start with one and just work through it. And when you're done, work on to the next one. And so that became the title of her book. And it's a fantastic book that is about writing uh, writing practice, I suppose. And, and, and I really recommend it. So Bird by Bird, Some Instructions on Writing and Life, which is which published by Pantheon Books. And... I think it's it's one of those books that is like On Writing by Stephen King and The Writing Life by Annie Gillard and there's, there are some others as well that are highly recommended. I, I personally really like the book uh, Walking on Alligators by Susan Shaughnessy. But Bird by Bird should definitely be on your little kind of private private bookshelf library that you have on your desk next to your writing place because it, it will drive you back to your keyboard and give you encouragement, which is always important and and appreciated but as i say it was kind of tricky this uh this week because there were so many other people that i could have quoted when when it comes to uh, creative people for example max von sydow was born on this day in 1929 so i could have found a quote from him um omar sharif the actor Patrick Garland, the English actor and director. Uh, Paul Theroux, the American novelist. I was going to say Stephen Seagal, the American actor, but I don't know. Is he creative? I guess he's a bit creative, but I wouldn't know. I would probably, anyway, let's move on. Now, when we get to people who passed away on this day, people who died on this day, in history we've got some pretty uh, some pretty important creative people, not least of all Margaret Pemberton, English author, and uh, Paul Theroux, the American novelist and short story writer. We also have Max von Sydow, the actor, who died on this day, and Evelyn Waugh, of course, who wrote Brideshead Revisited. He, he passed away on this day, I think in 1966 it was, 
And Sue Townsend, who wrote The Diary of Adrian Mole, fantastic writer, very funny writer, terrific books. But I think we can... I thought about using some of these, but in the end I went, you know what, we're going to use uh, the Statute of Anne because I think that's a really important thing to recognise that uh, intellectual property needs to be looked at and needs to be looked after rather and protected and the respect needs to be maintained for the creativity of what we do, especially in a time when creativity can basically, it can be devalued so greatly by by social media and so forth but uh, at the end of the day if it's um if it's worth writing then it's worth protecting oh well here's another one that i just i just discovered just as i was flipping through these the great gatsby was published on this day in 1925 so that's a that's almost 100 years ago so that's a terrific uh, thing to recognize from this particular date in history but i i thought the other person uh anne lamott was worth mentioning because i, I really do believe that her book Bird by Bird is one that should appear on everyone's shelf. So let's talk about some of the interesting events coming up. And and, and here's one that I want to highlight because I've got a little bit of a treat. Uh, The Auburn Poets and Writers are an an organisation that is under the umbrella of Westwards. They meet at our uh, centre in Parramatta, 4100 Street, Parramatta. And they are... This year, for the 16th time, going to be appearing at the Sydney Writers' Festival. They'll be staging their multimedia, multilingual performance called Shadows and Reflections. The date for that is going to be Tuesday the 17th of May. So that's uh, not in a couple of days, but in a week. In a couple of days. That's 17th of May, 7.30pm. $10 tickets. Uh, Best if you book. Uh, You can find out about that on our website, westwords.com.au. But I sat down with them the other day. They, I was at work uh, just finishing off a couple of things and they all came in for their meeting and they very kindly agreed to have a little chat with me about, well, a, a couple of things about what poetry is and about themselves and so forth. So here is a very brief conversation with the Auburn Poets and Writers. So I'm talking to the lovely people from Auburn Writers and Poets or was it Auburn Poets and Writers? Which is it? The latter. The latter, poets and writers. Is, is there a reason why you've gone that way? Is there a particular um, bias towards one or the other? We were poets first, but they're also we knew we were capable of writing stories. So right. In my limited, totally, that Auburn poets and writers, and also it was designed to attract writers of all persuasions. I think it might be that when our poetry turns out as. Uh, Poetry, we go for writing. Right. <laughs> when your free verse becomes a little too free. Exactly. You call it prose. Yeah, well, that's a thing, isn't it? Plus, we've also got singers and artists, but we didn't want to make it too wordy. No, <laughs> well, that's right. The, the Swiss Army knife of writers. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, you guys have got um, a pretty exciting thing coming up soon with the Sydney Writers Festival. Tell us about that. Uh, Shadows and Reflections, uh, an idea that's put forward by Michaela, and we're we're just using those as a kind of basis to investigate uh, what we're doing and how, how things are in this, uh, this part of the world. And how are the things in this part of the world? What's the angle you're going for? It's going to start taking a bit of uh, shape. We have a, an artistic director with us uh, tonight. This is a new experience for me, you see. Right, right. So I'm really looking forward to this and uh, just seeing uh, how uh, delicate or otherwise my uh, ego is, you know. 
idea I'll find out along the way. What do you think you'll be exploring in, in this? What's, what's the, the gut feeling? Well, the sense of shadows and reflections, not just uh, externally, sort of like things you see, but also uh, internally, the, um, how the mind reflects and the, uh, the shadow that we uh, carry inside. So a lot of psychological stuff too. Yeah, interesting. Um, and is that's going to be in the form of spoken word? Is it performance? Is it, how would you... Is, is it... Well, it's poetry, song, story and image. Right. And uh, I can't tell you too much more about that because we know the written content. Yeah, right. But all the other parts we've still got to slot in and work out. So we start off with the word, but we've got other ways that we're going to be using another media to use that space. And about a show which from 45 to an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. And if I can talk to the creative director, Sally, is it? What's your story, Sally? What, uh, what brings you uh, Look, I've always found this group absolutely fascinating. Like, they're just really well, interesting, good bad, interesting, somewhat eccentric writers. And I'm my background's theatre. Right. But I was invited into this group many, a few years ago now, when they were working out of Auburn. And I just love their take on some of the, the subjects they encounter and their somewhat anarchic performance style interested me in that you never knew what was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. I mean, I open the door or let them go. <laughs> that's a free-range poet. Yeah, free-range um, poet. Exactly. Yeah, right. Uh, I just want to ask you really quickly, um, something that I've noticed in in things like poetry slams and we have a poetry slam that we we host here and um on the on the marketing material they have at the end they have a line that says poetry can be any anything can be poetry Hmm. i'm not sure that i agree but i'd love to hear your thoughts i agree with the qualification that Hmm. as long as it's massaged in the right direction but absolutely everything is a grist for poetry. I think it ha- um, poetry has to contain images mm-hmm. in uh, is to make the abstract real and also that each line uh, means something that it's not that you look at how many words you use that it's a cons- um, concise uh, thought that and it has to be come from relate to yourself and uh, and and it's from your observation. I was lucky enough to do a poetry workshop with Anthony Lawrence a few years back, and he he said something that stuck with me. He said, "Poetry is um, pushing through the surface tension of the sentimental." Okay. Which I thought was an intrigue, which kind of links yeah. into what you're saying. Is it sort of all the observations we have and and what we what we think, but pushing past it. Well, you were about to say something. I'm sorry I interrupted. No, no. I was just going to say that it's also the reader, the listener, Mm. who who relates to that in a poetic manner. Mm -hmm. Like anything, we can say, ah, that picture was just poetic. So, first of all, we need to know what do we mean by poetic. So, it, it creates some emotion, some feeling. But for that, you don't have to always use person. You can be as impersonal as talking about the London Bridge is falling, like mm-hmm. Eliot does. 
So it's actually not the bridge falling if, if, if the crestfallen poet or something like that. But, and I think our group has done that beautifully because we, we bring a lot of images and symbols from a variety of cultures. And our presentation, our writing, our performance reflects that as well. Yeah. So something that resonates something in the reader, mm -hmm. I think that becomes poetry. So it, it, is it poetry before poetry. anyone reads it? <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, because that's the time when you, the writer is um, expressing that in that manner. But the reader doesn't have to take it that way. No, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And the writer puts a lot of work into it in uh, things like uh, selecting words. Mm. Uh, so it has to be sort of every word has to really be a reason for it. Uh, in, say, writing a novel, you can get away with sort of a few loose words here and there, but sort of <laughs> any unnecessary words. And mm. also to ensure that it's doing more showing rather than telling. So that was the Auburn Poets and Writers, and they they meet at Westwards uh, weekly, I think. Um, and they will be doing, as I say, they will be doing uh, something with Sydney Writers Festival uh, on the on Tuesday, the seventeenth of May, at seven thirty p.m. You can get uh, details on our website, westwords.com.au. A couple of other things that I wanted to very quickly share with you. First of all. We should, you shouldn't forget that the Living Stories competition is open and the workshops are currently happening. We've had a couple already and they are going on through the, through the holidays for young people and for adults of, and young people of different ages and adults of all ages. And they are being run by some very accomplished writers that we have sourced to do these. Your LGA is almost certainly doing some. So go to our website, westwords.com.au, and have a look or subscribe to our newsletter because all the workshops are all listed there. They are completely free, but they are going to sell out or they are going to be filled very quickly because they're 90-minute creative writing workshops that aren't really about how to answer the theme because the theme for this year is things unsaid. But we aren't talking too much about the theme in these workshops because we want it to be fair for everybody. But if you want to get in one of these workshops and actually dip your toe in the creative writing world a bit more deeply than you might have in the past, get along to our, uh, our website or you can call 1-800-WESTWORDS and ask us about it like that and we will be more than happy to give you the details. But they're completely free, but as I say, they're capped at I think at 20 or 24, something like that. Uh, per workshop so they will fill up very quickly if they haven't already so jump in there and 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 uh, register your interest if you have some finished something that is a little bit more advanced a novel for example and you are from western sydney or you have spent some time in western sydney or you are writing you have written a book about western sydney be it fiction or non-fiction narrative non-fiction then you might want to consider entering the Westwards Ultimate Prize, which is a prize that aims to reveal the diversity of contemporary Australia. Uh, it's welcoming submissions in the form of a completed, previously unpublished manuscript from emerging writers. And that's going till the 16th of May, so that's a month and a bit from now the entries will close. And the winner receives a $5,000 prize and publication deal with Ultimo Press and a week at Varuna the National Writers' House. So very, uh, 
very good prize there if you have finished something. A couple of other things very quickly. Parramatta Peace Train. Uh, we're going to be having an event. It's not our event, but it's being hosted at Westwards. And it's uh, a performance by the Duck River Band and others. And it's a fundraiser for the people of Ukraine who are going through some pretty difficult times at the moment. This event is free, but there will be donations taken on the day. And I have the date here as being Friday the 22nd of April. I've got the time as 12.30 till 1.30pm. And uh, once again, if you have questions, you can contact us via our website or newsletter or uh, give us a call at one eight hundred westwards The Poetry Slam, the Hybrid Slam, it was delayed by a week because of unforeseen circumstances, but the Westside Poetry Hybrid Slam will be held this Wednesday at 4100 Street, Parramatta at 7pm. Anyone can turn up and anyone can read or recite or share a poem or a piece of writing. As, as As I said in that conversation with the... The lovely folk from Auburn Poets and Writers. The Westside Poetry Slam featuring Alistair Carter. Uh, the Westside Poetry Slam do argue that anything could be poetry. So that you maybe you write a poem about that, how whether or not you think that anything can be poetry. Uh, we currently have Lisa Nickel, who is a screenwriter and a director, comment- a uh, documentary maker and a children's writer. She's currently in the clubhouse. And if you go to uh, Westwood's official channel on YouTube, you'll find readings, including the newest one from Patty Miller, a book called True Friends, published by UQP. There are other opportunities on our newsletter, so go to our website and, and subscribe for that if you haven't already. The last thing I wanted to mention is that the shortlist for the New South Wales Premier's Literary Awards were announced in this last week. And several friends and alumni of Westwards have made these lists, namely Felicity Castagna. She was shortlisted in the young adult category. Eunice Andrada in poetry. Curly Saunders in children's writing. Safta Ahmed in children's writing. Lisa Fuller, young adult. Gary Lonesbury, young adult. Kavita Bedford, uh, fiction. Stuart Everly Wilson, Angela O'Keefe and James Alazi have all been shortlisted for the New South Wales Premier's Awards. And all of these people have worked with the Westwards in the past either as presenters or have been part of a program or have shared in the uh, Hemingway Polydactyl Kitten Club, the sadly departed Kitten Club, and also uh, in our readings. So congratulations to all of those and all the other people who were shortlisted for the Premier's Literary Awards. It's very, very... uh, well, it's pretty uh, esteemed company to be sharing. So congratulations to all of those people and everyone else who was shortlisted as well. That is it from us. Uh, it's been great to have your company. I will be back in a week with another mini masterclass. I've got something a little bit different this time. And I'll be back in a fortnight with another one of these News News and Interviews podcasts. But until then, as we always say at Westwards, happy creating. Happy creating.